Hello, and good morning to you. I'm Bruce. And I'm Mike. And we're with Tech Connect. And Tech Connect is very important to you, and you may not realize that now, but after you're listening to a series of our podcasts about the kinds of technologies that are available to you every day, whether it be for entertainment, education, employment, or just information and research. All these things will come together in our conversations with you so that you appreciate how much more these devices can add to your life. And we're baby boomers, just like you. Basically, this is baby boomers talking to baby boomers about the new technology. So sit back, relax, and listen. Hello, everyone. I'm Bruce. And this is Michael. And we're going to talk today about some of the medical advances that are occurring with the technology. Some of the things that can be used by baby boomers like ourselves to improve your life, to help you stay in your home and take care of yourself. And also keep information going to your doctor and your healthcare provider so that they can tell you when they need to see you and when maybe they don't. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to use a couple of episodes because the fact of the matter is this information and the technology is changing extremely rapidly right now. There are devices being worked on and that are being presented to us almost daily. So it's hard to keep up, but we're going to try to help you at least understand and know some of the devices that exist that are coming that you may be able to use to improve the quality of your life as it exists now. We're not talking about how you were in the past when you were young and spry and whatever. We're talking about how your life exists now and how you want to go forward with it and keep it as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. Now, this category of technology that Bruce and I are going to talk about, and not only today, but in future episodes, is under what we call assistive technologies. Now, these technologies have been around for quite some time in one way, some shape or form, but because of the advances in technology, especially as it pertains to mobile devices, and particularly tablets and, and, and smartphones has helped make, help us make better strides in these technologies uh, for things like vision, your hearing, even mobility, but most importantly in the medical community as we start to talk about what kinds of things can we do with these technologies that improves our quality of life. Uh, the pandemic really sheds some light on this field and the reason being because when the doctor's offices closed they needed to find a way to make sure that there was some continuity in your care. And the only way they were able to do that is through telehealth. Now, telehealth is now being widely accepted by just about every practitioner in the country now. And they saw the benefits. But the greater benefit of what's happened is that those diagnostic devices that you would have to go into a doctor's office to get some indication as to how you're progressing, and you would get all that data, all statistics, that would talk about how you were either improving or not improving, 
those same kind of features that are in those diagnostic equipment, ironically, are in your smart devices. Uh, most people don't realize that in those devices, like your phone and your tablet, they are a variety of sensors that measure a multitude of things. And those sensors, ironically, are in that diagnostic equipment that you'll find in your doctor's office. So they were getting those statistics while you were there in the office. But now, because of the internet and upcoming 5G, which will increase the connectivity speeds, they'll be able to get the diagnosis as though you're in that room attached to some type of equipment to get the information that they need. And unfortunately, with a lot of, there are a lot of stories out there now whose people's, their lives were saved because of these diagnostic equipment. Uh, so what Bruce and I are gonna talk about today are what we call the wearables. And the wearables um, are taking off, and right now we tend to think of them as just the smart watches, where Bruce is gonna elaborate more about the kinds of devices that are wearables that can make a difference in your life today. And one of the devices, or one of the first devices I'd like to talk about is the wearable smart watches, the Apple Watch and the Samsung Galaxy watches. They are have sensors in them that can tell your heart rates. Uh, they have sensors that can tell if you take a fall. And all of these devices allow you to connect to your phone over Bluetooth. And from your phone, messages can go out to your healthcare providers or to emergency services if necessary. But what is happening with the smartwatches now is they are developing a device that reads your glucose levels without pricking you. So it would be non-invasive glucose monitoring. And the device is, they're working on it now. It should probably be being sold probably at the end of this year or maybe even sooner. But it is a device that would fit on the opposite side of your watch. It would be Bluetooth connected to the watch and it would consistently or constantly monitor your glucose levels. Now for people with diabetes, this technology is groundbreaking because now you don't have to go around pricking yourself on your finger or even wearing the device on your shoulder that you can monitor, touch with your phone and get the information about your glucose level. This monitor would connect to your phone through your watch and it would tell you what your levels are. So you would know what you can eat and what you can't eat or whether you do need to eat, etc. So that is gonna be groundbreaking for people that have diabetes or have to watch their sugar levels. The other thing about the watches and the smart bands that you can buy now, of course, they're for fitness. They track your steps. They track your, uh, your oxygen levels. Uh, they track the amount of uh, the time that you would run in or, or, or walk in. So they're health and wellness type information that you can use if you're trying to lose weight or you just want to get ready to run a 3K. But all of these devices are not that expensive and they have a myriad of information that they collect based on the sensors that are built into the watch. 
So if you ever look at the back of your uh, smartwatch, your Apple Watch or your Galaxy Watch, and a whole lot of other ones, and I'm just using those two, you will see uh, shapes that are different sensors that are monitoring different things based on the information that they can get and the software that's in the watch. But all this information is usually passed on to your phone, to your smartphone, and from there it can go anywhere you want it to go to. Over the internet, it can be sent directly to your doctor so he can monitor your information on a daily, ongoing basis. In fact, with the telehealth, a lot of companies are going to be moving toward actual monitoring of your health information, just like they would monitor a security, your security in your home. So if you pay for monitoring, security monitoring, a person is looking at a computer, they know where your home is, and if one of your alarms go off, they can see that alarm going off and they can call the police if you want them to, etc. Well, the same thing they're going to be doing with your health. They'll be able to have someone sitting at a computer screen and they will be able to, if you have the service, they will be able to see that your heart rate is so-and-so, that your uh, that your AFib is so-and-so if you have AFib problems. And they can either let you know that you need to see your healthcare provider <laughs> right away or, or even call emergency services if that's something that you might need. And when you go to your doctor or healthcare provider, you need to have a good, candid conversation with them about their understanding about these technologies and how they can very well assist both you and them to improve your quality of, of healthcare. Do not run away from this. You need to run towards this. And the reason being because just as technology has involved itself in our financial, in our banking lives, education, what have you, Healthcare is very important, and the key thing is if we can reduce our costs, more in particularly your costs of healthcare, these are very dynamic aspects of healthcare that is going to move forward. So don't run away from it. Now, the reality of this is a lot of people are going to be concerned about security, about who has access to this information. Well, I got some real bad news for you. <laughs> that horse done left the barn a long time ago. Everything that you have been doing on the internet from the first time you touched the virtual keyboard or, re or a real keyboard is already out there in cyberspace. So the reason why you get all these targeted ads and everything else you see on your phone, your mobile device, that's telling you that they already know enough about you already. All your purchasing habits that was collected from your online shopping habits down to the use of your credit cards, and your banking activity, they got all that information already. Most healthcare providers have already been breached, okay? Or they're actually selling the information themselves <laughs> right. to make additional the, yeah, funds. There you go. And uh, that's right, Bruce just told you, they are monetizing your data. So the key thing is, you know, take a glass of water and swallow that pill and keep on going because you already got the prescription for data brokers. They got it already. So the key thing is how do I take this technology and capabilities and make it work for me to improve my quality of life? Because that's what it's all about. 
we want to make sure that we're very proactive so that when things go wrong or you may be afflicted with a disease already multiple sclerosis parkinson's disease uh even dementia alzheimer's all these things can be remediated through these technologies so and unfortunately as we get older one of us if not most of us are going to be afflicted by one or two of these events that are going to occur in our lives we need to understand this build rapport with your healthcare practitioners tell them that you understand where this is going and how can i use these technologies to better serve my overall health pursue it don't run from it like i said it's already too late try to have a better quality of life one of the other devices that is really useful although i don't think it can be used as well as a watch to send as much information directly to your healthcare provider but the device is the rings uh aura o u r a makes a ring uh and what's good about the rings is they can give you information on your sleep. They also have the information about their steps, uh, your oxygen level, blood oxygen levels. They can tell you about that. And they can help you devise ways to get better sleep at night, which is crucial to us all because getting a good night's sleep is important for everything about your health. So it affects everything regarding your health. So you want to try to do that. So these rings are very unobtrusive. You wear them just like any other ring, but they have sensors on one side of the ring that collect a myriad of information. Now, again, this information is sent to your smartphone, which means it could be sent anywhere after that to a healthcare practitioner or what have you. But the difference between your ring and your watch is that your ring, you can't look at it to see data. Your watch, you can actually look at the screen on the watch and see some of your data that might be passed on. You can't do that with the ring. But again, a ring is a device that is very helpful in you monitoring your health and your fitness. So you want to think about those as well. One other device that is not really a wearable, but I'm finding that a lot of doctors are prescribing to patients, patients is the Cardia Mobile. The Cardia Mobile is an EKG monitoring device. It actually sits, you sit it on a desk. It's a small thing. You sit it on the desk. You connect it to your phone through Bluetooth. And you open the app for Cardia. You put your two fingers on each pad and it records your heart rate. And what it can tell is whether you're in AFib. That was the basic uh, information that it would do. The newer device uh, is called the Cardia Mobile G6. It also can tell you tachycardia and uh, bradycardia which is bradycardia is a slow heart rate and tachycardia is a fast heart rate. So that information now can be sent to your healthcare provider from a Cardia mobile device. So that you wouldn't wear, but you could sit on your table and every day you sit down and, and place your fingers on it and you could send that information to your doctor. 
A lot of doctors are already prescribing this device to people that had AFib, that have AFib uh, concerns, because they can get information about where you stand without having you in the office. So you don't have to go anywhere. You can sit at home and have this information sent directly to them. So that's another device that you might want to think about or ask your healthcare provider about if you, that's one of the problems that you have. But, you know, I want to circle back to that ring bruise. And let me tell you why. I watched a lot of sports on television. And I was observing the athletes. And I was looking at their hands. And I was saying, wow, everybody's getting married. Everybody's got a ring on. Whether it be a basketball player, a football player, tennis, you name it. Everybody's married. And I found out, well... Some are, but most aren't. And the ring I was looking at were the rings that are required now, and sometimes even in their contract along with their salaries, that they rear these devices so they can collect all the diagnostic information, as Bruce talked about, your sleep habits, your oxygen levels, all those things, so they can see what kind of condition you are today versus how you slept last night. So, as you see, when it hits... Uh, industry. Well, I don't even know what the valuation of the NBA and the NFL and tennis, all that kind of stuff. But you're talking about billions of dollars, if not hundreds of billions of dollars. They're now being so pervasive that they're using these diagnostic devices like the rings to collect all kinds of vital statistics about these athletes so they can optimize their performance activities. Yeah, and the uh, ring was really came out during covid when they wanted to open basketball back up and they did it in the oh, bubble. Oh, that's okay. They were using the ring to tell because the ring uh, records or shows what your body temperature is or what mm. your temperature is. So since they were saying that uh, if you got COVID, your temperature would rise. That's why a lot of times when you went places, they would take your temperature okay. before you went in. Well, this ring consistently took your temperature. So they could tell if somebody was getting sick or not, or that was what they were trying to do. And I think they had good uh, results from doing it. Uh, so, but that was one of the devices they used to bring basketball back during COVID. Okay. Okay. But that's how it, the ring really made its mark. And when they started uh, making the Aura ring, uh, that's how they really hit the market. Well. Now you make me feel better, Bruce, when I would look at the women's volleyball and they all had rings on. Now I realize that it wasn't because they were married, because they're looking at their health. So right. there's there's hope for me. <laughs> and they have other devices that I've seen uh, people in track. I can't remember the name of the device now, but it was a, a bracelet or watch type device that a lot of the runners were wearing. And they were actually doing this track meet I was watching. They were actually, the broadcast was actually looking at the information coming off this device oh. and putting it up on the screen. You saw the runner's heart rate and et cetera while he was actually running the race. Okay. Uh, I, for some reason, I can't remember the name of the device now, but I'll look it back up and talk to you about it next time. But that is another way that they can use this. They can see while the person is running, how his heart rate peaked hmm. or whatever. So you could tell when he got to, uh, 
He's running a hundred yard dash. When he got to 50 yards, his heart rate was this. When he ran, ended the race, his heart rate was something else. And they use that information in practice so to become faster. Okay. okay. So they are using these devices now for a whole lot of things. Well, I'm glad to hear that because now if you're involved with mobile sports betting, and they're putting all those kinds oh, of statistics yeah. on the screen. Oh, wow. I yes. probably have to change my bets. <laughs> so, thanks for that tip. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I think the when they put it on the screen, it was an advertisement for the company that was making these devices. Or the sports betting. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> it could have been for them, too. Oh, man, that's unbelievable. But that's where it's going. So they were directly connected to this runner's device. Mm. And they could put up information on the TV screen about their heart rate, et cetera. I think it also had the number of steps per minute that they were running. Oh, I could change my bet. Right. So it's, it's like Mike was saying, it's time to stop fighting this and embrace it because it can assist you in your daily life. We all have ailments, et cetera, that we're dealing with. I have to deal with gout. So as soon as they come out with something that tells me what my uh, urine levels are or whatever it before is, the pain before the pain starts, I'm going to get it. Okay, but they uh, all these devices have uh, a purpose. And at our age, us baby boomers, we need to start thinking in terms of using them and not worrying about so much the uh, security of them. I mean... Big deal somebody knows that you have AFib or that you have some kind of medical problem. I'm, I know all that information is private and yeah. we want it to stay private, but... Well, I'm not betting on them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to stay private, number one. But number two, so really, who yeah, cares? I know. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. if, you, if you don't, if I'm wearing a pacemaker and you don't hack it and, and stop it, then I really don't care if you know that I'm wearing a pacemaker. Yeah. But just be grateful you're still here. Right. But, uh, you know, so that's one of the major hurdles that when I talk to people about these devices, people are concerned about the privacy and, you know, having someone in their lives. But like I said, all I do at this point in time is point to the person's smartphone. If they have one, I guarantee you. All your information is out there. So to add a device that's going to improve your relationship with your health care provider, this mm -hmm. is important. Mm -hmm. Your life <laughs> okay. is on the line. Right. Uh, I think one more piece of information that's out there in the cloud. So what? Okay. And like I said, so you have to start uh, looking at these devices as something that you can use to improve your life and the quality of your life and on a broader note this collection of information is really for a greater good as we start to accumulate all this data and information it's going to help improve our health care delivery because we'll have more information to make better decisions about so in a way it's like being part of a huge clinical trial without you're really signing up for it you're just kind of like volunteering for it. But it's going to have some better outcomes for us in the long run. So, you know, 
we share everything else. You know, you when you go to a restaurant, you share the kind of food that you eat or the kind of cocktails you drink or the kind of living, a quality of life you have by showing your cars and your jewelry and your clothes. So you're sharing a whole lot of stuff about you anyway. So at least this data has some long-term benefits for not only for you, but for society as a whole. So, you know, you're on the bandwagon whether you want to be or not. So at least you can get some benefit from it. Right. And we're we're a little over time right now, but I did want to mention one other thing, and I'll talk about it some more in the next episode. But Alexa has a service called Alexa Together. And you can get it now. It is a subscription service. I think right now it's $19 a month or $20 a month. But this service allows you to have Alexa devices that can be monitored by a loved one. So you would give them permission to do this. And what they would be able to do is to see if you got up in the morning and started talking to your Alexa device what you asked for, et cetera, at least that you started moving that day. They can have, they can set reminders on your device, say, to take your medication or what have mm -hmm. you. And the other thing about it is, is connected to your wearable devices so that if you take a fall in your house, the wearable devices device will notify the Alexa device and they will be able to call emergency services for you if you need it. Uh, what this is also going to be moving into is what we're talking about with regard to the health data monitoring. In other words, they will be looking at information that's being generated from your wearable devices and can let you know whether you need to seek medical care or not or send information directly to your healthcare providers. But it's called Alexa Together. You might want to look into it if you're living by yourself and you have uh, a daughter or a son or somebody that you that cares about you. <laughs> you want to give them access to you so that they can assist you uh, if they're not there. Uh, I know right now I think it's only one other person that you can have as your assister, as assistance. However, I think they're going to change that so you could have several members of your family have access to this information to assist you while you're living by yourself. I know that if they had had this service when my mother was still alive, I would have had it for her uh, just to help her on a daily basis. We had I had put a uh, echo show in her house, et cetera, and we had some cameras there, but this would have brought it all together as a as a unique service. So, unless you have something else, Mike, that you want to say right now. Well, no. Once again, I want to thank you for joining us in our conversations. Uh, as our name, Tech Connect, tries to convey to you and the audience at large, is that we're going to continue to provide information and resources about connecting you with technology to improve your quality of life. I'm Mike. And I'm Bruce. Until the next time, have a good day. No. Okay, folks, another piece of information that we failed to tell you earlier is our contact information. You can reach Tech Connect, that's T-E-C-H-C-O-N-E-C-T, -E -E Tech Connect, and you can reach us by phone 
at 484-918-0158. Once again, that's 484-918-0158 or by email. And the email address is techconnect720 at gmail.com. That's T-E-C-H-C-O-N-E-C-T 720 at gmail.com. So we invite you to get in contact with us and uh, so we can assist you with what your needs are. And thank you.